I'm so tired now. Me too. <laughs> I'm asleep. But we're in the same room. Yeah, it's That's true. That's nice. It's true. Um, this is something I've been... We've never recorded in the same room. That's 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 true, in a way. I mean, you just way. do with you and me. Right. You've often been the spectator. Yes, I've often been in the room. And a very good the... one. You really were helpful as a spectator for all those episodes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, oh. Today is Wednesday. It is. It's, I can see on my iPad, it's the 25th of yeah. May. That's nice. Yeah, it's a nice time of year. But also, it's just like a good, it's like an in-between time of year. Yeah, know? the weather's lovely. I'm, um... The world is less lovely, but... Yeah, oh, oh God. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, I... <laughs> it's hard to believe, really, what... what time has yeah. done. Oh, well, it's, it's also like... Oh, yeah, if you don't do anything, nothing changes. Things continue to happen. Isn't it amazing? Shocking. They just... They're not putting two and two together. Well, somebody's profiting. Of course. Clearly. Yeah, many people. Oh, Jeremy. (sighs) We're in a creative rut. I'm sorry to hear that, but it happens, and, you know... You witnessed it in full effect today. You... And I think what you were doing of just put things together and right. look just at stuff. throwing ideas out there. Yeah. Drawing doodles, playing with ribbons. Yeah. Sorting through our old samples. I think cleaning, reorganizing, all those very things helpful. are very helpful. It's just hard once you've put all the patterns away and you're still like, what are we going to do? Yeah. We designed too many things this past year, unfortunately. Well, you did a project with like... Hundreds. A kind of soul-crushing number of things. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yep. And then at the same time, many ballets. Yeah. Also, there was a dynamic of sort of not... Not, like, seeing them. I think when you... That's hard. When you don't have the experience of, like, that satisfying... Yeah. I think that creatively is is not helpful. Yeah, there's something like... There's this lack of catharsis in, like... Yeah doing something and then not um seeing it you know like do we just like churn out stuff yeah from afar yeah that's been weird because yeah we had a thing in cuba a couple things in new york thing in i we did sort of see the thing in san francisco but just in Mm. rehearsal Mm -hmm. we never we didn't go to the show right so yeah a lot of things we just haven't seen but um, times are changing and we are going to be more involved with this new Pam project for July. Yeah. July. I mean, we have one month. It'll be fine, right? When yeah. does that happen? July 1, 2, 3. Oh, in, oh no. I know, it's soon. Are you scared? Oh, no, we'll figure that. No, I'm just, I think we're going to be at Mass Mocha, but that's oh, close no. enough. It's like an hour away from Bard. Oh, no. So that's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> um, did you see Coda? I don't even know what that is. The Academy Award winning movie. Oh, the Coda. deaf stuff? Yes. No. Okay. Should I? Um, then I don't know how much I want to talk about it. but You saw it? I saw it. Just recently? Just this past week, yes. Okay, so maybe my assignment is to watch it. Yeah. 
It's on a streaming network. Apple. I can pay for it. Um, oh, I have Apple, Apple TV. TV. I unfortunately have been paying for Apple TV, watching absolutely nothing on it. Oh, well, there's there's stuff to watch. Really? Yeah. I can't finish anything, what, though. What would it be? I don't know. I need to... There's lots of bad things on it. I need to keep going with the dropout. I need to keep going with hacks. Oh I need to keep going with the staircase. Yes, same. I'm not really caught up on uh, the staircase. But I'm happy to sit for just, you know, two hours and watch a single thing that doesn't have, you know, the promise of more episodes. Yeah, yeah. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. Yeah, well, I ran, we'll talk about that next week. Okay. I ran into um, a podcast listener, Blake, who I have met and run into several times. He now lives in New York. And I ran into him yet again as I was on my way to this San Francisco ballet event. And he was like, you know, I have some things to say about musical theater. Because huh? he likes it. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think we all do. Right. This is why we hate it. (laughs) Right. You know. But I think that that, that Blake is, you know, wanting to participate. Great. Yeah. I love that. But I said maybe you can come on and tell us why it's good. Yeah. Or we can... I don't know. Can anyone actually illuminate this? Or is is this just how it is? I feel like I've come to appreciate... And understand. I have a sense that my my disgruntled feelings about it um, also are the key. They sort of show that is it jealousy? It's not the form. It's it's the mediocrity that fills out every medium. All of the mediums. Yes, every, every art yeah. form is full yeah. of mediocrity. Yeah. And then there are rare. You know. Uh, exceptions rare exceptions and <gasps> that's just the nature of it it's true and I think maybe there's a difference in terms of like commer- the commercialness of it does not encourage um, you know it's sort of the difference with downtown where there's there's no there's like experimentation which always has like some quality of mm. interest even if it's not like formally mm. good I'm sorry I brought it up again Honestly, no, it's fine. Um, but at any rate, Coda. Okay. Yes. So next week, everybody watch Coda because we're doing a talk through. Yes, I I think it's better to wait, but I am excited to talk about it. Okay. Um, um I went. At, speaking of going to that San Francisco ballet event, this was a San Francisco ballet event in the New York City. Yes, because okay. their longtime director is retiring, right. and he was a principal dancer at the New York City Ballet. This is Helgi. Helgi Thomason, one of Iceland's most famous exports. And, I mean, yeah. and Bjork. Bjork and Helgi Thomason, truly. It's like all <laughs> they have. Um, That's enough. It's plenty. Yeah, way to go. And he had a New York event that was like celebrating him with some of his New York people and three sets of principal dancers did duets f- by him. And there was um, a little film they showed at the opening of the event. And then at the end of the event, they had a Q&A. Or not a Q&A. Just a panel discussion. Okay. Right. There was no... We weren't allowed to ask questions. Um, 
so this happened at the Chelsea factory, which is formerly the Cedar Lake space, I think. Okay. And what is the Chelsea factory? It's on 26th between 10th and 11th. So it's out of your way. And this is its own, this is its own, it's just a It's a space. called the Chelsea Factory. Mm-hmm. It's not Chocolate Factory no. associated. It's no. not. Okay. It's an event and performance space. They have dance. They are dance capable. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. it was built as a dance. Right. To house a dance company. Uh-huh. And so, um, it was all the dancers at San Francisco Ballet are exceptional. Like one of Helgi's like great talents was like cultivating an amazing group of dancers. And so, you know, that's really reflected. I mean, he'd had the company for 37 years. Wow. That's a lot. Wow. It's really a lot. That's enough. It's more than enough. Yeah. And so he, you know, they're doing a long-term send off where it's like, you know, festivals. Yeah. <laughs> and so they showed this little film, dopey film that like someone made about him. And then the dancers did the dances and they were very good at dancing. And then my friend Fran, who I've known forever, was one of the performers, which is why I went to see the show. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with four chairs for the panel discussion. And it was Helgi was on the panel, obviously. And then Edward Valella. Do you remember him? No. So he was, he's even older, I think, than Helgi. And he was also male principal at the New York City Ballet in the same time period. He okay. was doing like, I'm sure he was like at a library gala or somewhere with us. Sure. And then um, Kay Mazo, who was also a principal dancer at New York City Ballet at the same time as those two men. And she then went on to be the um, director of the School of American Ballet. And Eddie went on to be the director and the founder of Miami City Ballet. Oh, wow. Yes. And then the fourth person was Mark Morris. Why? Because Helgi started commissioning ballets from Mark Morris long, long ago and commissioned eight of them. You know, I was thinking the other day, I was like, maybe I should just ask Reed, like, what the story of Mark Morris is. (laughs) Because I don't... And give you his book. I don't want to read that, but you read it. So, yeah. like, what? where does Mark Morris come from? He's from Seattle. Uh-huh. But the like dance... Like Morris Cunningham. Um, tradition. Oh, experience. uh-huh. He danced in many idioms as a child. He did, like, ballet and classical Spanish dance and um, folk kind of stuff. And then he got into modern dance. I don't know if he went to Cornish I'm not sure, but he ended up moving to New York and danced for Lara Lubavitch and Laura Dean, two, uh-huh, two uh-huh. people we love very much. And then he got into making his own things and quickly put together his own little group. And he's had his company for 41 years. Right. And, you know, is a significantly younger man than Helgi Thomason, who's, you know... Uh-huh. Um, and shortly into Mark's career in the 80s, he was invited by, um, the Opera House in Brussels uh-huh. to be the director this of the ballet. This is a story that came up recently because of a show that was at L- BAM. L'Allegro. Yes. 
L'Allegro was his huge hit that he made whilst in Belgium. Right. And, but they um, all wanted him to fail, was sort of the of vibe. Of course, yes. Yeah. I think the that French vibe. The Belgian audience and the establishment like wanted him to fail. Oh, Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think it was not entirely a failure, but I don't think like beyond the contract he was given, he wanted to stay there. Mm-hmm. So when the company returned to New York, um, he just continued growing it and then built the Mark Morris Dance Center and the school. And now it's like a really a big New York establishment. And he has like a, a gigantic body of work, not only for his own company, but for many ballet companies around the world. So that's the panel. Those that was people. the panel. And so they sat down. And Kay, I think she was sort of the designated moderator, but it was, became quickly very unclear. Uh-huh. So Kay was basically like, thank you so much for th- this work, these beautiful dancers. And it was so, what a pleasure to see like classical dance done with such clarity or whatever. She was giving compliments about what we had just seen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then Helgi, apropos of literally no question at all, told his whole life story. No, thank you. It was, and we had just watched a film about him. I had just heard him on conversation, or no, I'd heard him on the New York City Ballet podcast tell his whole life story. So I was like, Mm I really don't need this. (laughs) So he tells his whole life story. By the time he gets to like, I'm the director of San Francisco Ballet, Mark Morris finally is like, and bravo, what a great company you've made, and on and on. Starts giving compliments, which was perfect. And then this, meanwhile, we're 20 minutes in. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. So then Kay's... How long was the dancing? 30 minutes, 25 minutes. Okay. Right. Okay. So the panel... And it was a 15-minute film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the panel discussion... Now Kay is trying to like bring Eddie into the discussion by being like, you know, New York City Ballet was famously like a place of like dancers without personalities but that's not true and like it's also not true that Balanchine like was so um, specific about only focusing on women because you know you two are a testament to that being untrue because he and Jerry made great works on the both of you and you know you two were such big personalities and like how great and like at some point Mark interjects and says like yeah and it it helps that they're both hot like when they were young and (laughs) And then also, like, Kay brought Eddie into the conversation by being, like, you you, you also were, like, one of these beloved male principals who then went on to direct a company. And then Eddie was, like, I was a welterweight boxer, and I went to the Maritime Academy. And then, uh, and then he started telling his life story. Oh, wow. And I was, like, Eddie doesn't know that this is not about him. This... Well, I feel like maybe this is how successful people get successful. The, the narcissism. Well, that, yeah. Like this show is about me. Right. And also, the two of them, both Helgi and Eddie, their whole narrative I really is... expected Mark Morris to give, you know. Oh, no. To kind of take over. Oh no, he he. The way in which he took over was by sort of steering the ship. Right, by kind of moderating a bit. Right, because here we're dealing with like two men in their eighties, who's who both have a narrative of like I've overcome all the odds uh-huh. 
to be a success. And I was like, no one's buying it anymore, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to work on the farm as a child, Helgi in Iceland, but like, at no point in your story do I feel bad for you. Well, yeah. I mean, also, you just spent 37 years. I mean... It's great. We're there to celebrate. But I'm also like, I, I'm i more interested in anecdotes. I'm more interested in, like, the success. I'm not so interested in, like, how you had to, you know, overcome yeah, obstacles. Inter- I mean, it's also... It's also... Yeah, anecdotes to sort of talk about something bigger than right. oneself. Which was what Mark was doing, which yeah. is being like, right. you know. Helgi eventually, like, followed suit after Mark had, like, lightened the mood and was like, I remember when we met in Paris and I came to see L'Allegro and it's when I decided to commission you. And, like, Mark was emphatic about being like, I don't want to make one dance for your company. If mm-hmm. you want to hire mm-hmm. me to make a dance, I'm serious about this. And so you're going to have to, like hire me to do more oh interesting which Helgi what does that mean he like, basically was like I'm not coming in to work with your dancers and like get them proficient in my like way of working if it's just going to be one thing it's too exhausting for me that is incredible yeah. I mean I I just I can't imagine saying that without having a sense of uh like Without having a sense of having stuff. Like, was Mark Morris not desperate for work? No. <laughs> like, he had his company. He was making And work. people were showing happy to have I Mark Morris so. come. And, yeah, I think I mean, so. I don't know. I mean, Mark Morris seems to have a very robust relationship with BAM. Well, and many and, presenters around the country. And around the world, I would assume. Yeah. Berkeley and <clears throat> Seattle and around the world, even. Yeah. Okay. I mean, literally, because you like have to when, be able to. You have, you know, it's what, sort of the 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 problem with being poor is that you you'll ha- you just you have, have to do to anything. Take it, yeah, and, and Mark at that point was situations he and Helgi were having this conversation at like in Paris where right, they were right. performing at like also, the Chatelet like, or something. Right. Also, like having you know wine or something. You know, having drinks at like a bar yeah. and being like, hey, yeah, I know. You know, it's a very different. Then like, oh, come into my office where I have all this power Mark over was, you. Mark was already diff- a, very different. He was a success. And I yeah. think he was like, I don't know if he had already kind of been commissioned by Misha to do something at ABT. Because he did drink to me with thine eyes only at ABT in the 80s. So I don't know like what timeline when he made Maelstrom, which was his first dance for San Francisco Ballet mm-hmm. to Beethoven. But anyways, the conversation was, I wish there was a video of it. It was, I'm sure there is. I don't know where it's going to be found. It was absolutely one of the most absurd performances I've ever seen. That's amazing. It was fully insane. And at one point after the bit where Helgi and Mark were talking about how they met, Eddie was just like, I remember how I met you too. Uh Speaking about Uh Mark. Yeah. And he was like, we were at a festival and it was really hot. And I remember you pulled a fan out of your jacket and opened it and started fanning yourself. And he was just based. And then he was like, ha ha. Like this is like private living room conversation. Well, with, at like, that point you could, Helgi was like, or I mean, Eddie was like, now I'm talking to my friends. Yeah. And he was like, um, 
And then he very, like, um, confusingly drew a parallel to Jerome Robbins. Mm. I think he was basically, like, gay people are so, like, flamboyant. Aren't they fun? Aren't they fun? Yeah. That's basically... He was like, you guys and Jerry, you know... I walked in the studio and he he made this dance for me and it was just it just flowed out of him and and you know what that dance is dances at a gathering <laughs> and I was like oh boy here we go um it was a very confusing night that sounds kind of amazing yeah I'm glad I was there. yeah yeah I'm glad yeah and. Um, interesting story. It's the kind of story I would normally share, but um, I kind of, like, as I was leaving, someone else was as well leaving, we sort of made eye contact. And then not, like, it wasn't clear that we were, what's that called? Hitting on each other? Cruising. Cruising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then they, like, found me on one of the dating apps. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And then they texted and we're going on a date tomorrow. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> So it all worked out. Well, we'll see. I'll let you know. Oh, greedy. greedy. What? You're being greedy. Am I? Yeah, I think just getting a date is enough. I Well, I did feel out. like tre- pretty tremendous. I love that. To go, to be asked out on a date. It's also sort of, um, what's that, mi- misconnections? It was vibes. very that. It was very misconnections for the... Well, because you know how everyone does it nowadays. Like, no one even talks to each other. They just walk by each other, and then, like, a block away, then they look on one of those, like, you know, like, grinder, like, location apps, and then they're just, like, then they text you. Incredible. I mean, it doesn't happen to me, but it does happen to people. It did happen to me. It just seemed like it happened to you. It did. Ah! Isn't that a thrill? Yeah. Where's that movie? I know. Well, it's probably already been made. We just were too old to watch it. Yeah, I don't want to watch it, but there's some movie that Bo and Yang and others made called Fire Island. Oh, no, you know, like a like a a sleepless in Seattle kind of moment. I love that movie. You've got mail. You know, Jane Bartleman Bartle. worked on Sleepless in Seattle. It's great. Yeah. Houseboats, right? Houseboats, absolutely. Yeah. Tom Hanks lives on a houseboat. It's very dreamy to live on the. Rita water. Wilson is one of his close friends. In that movie. I can't remember who oh, her yeah. husband is, but she has an incredibly funny scene where she's describing an old movie. There's a... They go and eat at an Italian restaurant with, like... Do they? Yeah. Oh, well, I need to rewatch that. Yeah. God, I'd love some spaghetti right now. I'm having pizza oh. tonight. We're going to lay down soon. You... <laughs> you, me, and everyone we know. Yeah. Okay, what um, else is on the list? Um, I'm going to see Trisha Brown Saturday. You already saw it. I saw it. So we'll talk about it next week. Go see it. It's one. I you mean, really gotta look, go see it. It's one of those shows where you know it's going to be great before you go. Here's the thing. I was a little nervous. Why? Because I had made some video things um, with. So it's it's four A four A and Astral converted. Mm-hmm. And I thought I don't. I don't know about this. And it was interesting then to go and see them because for me, I as like a vi- hyper visual person mm-hmm. and like stage picture is so important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it matters at all to Trisha Brown. What are you talking about? 
She worked with Rauschenberg. I know. I the so the the real so that was the 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 fear was mm-hmm. like I so because on video becomes nothing nothing yeah in a way that's um, the the curse of dance yeah so that it can't be it was commodified it was way. sort of shocking to see it live in contrast you know Sephora for his first and it's. You know, I think, like, dance probably is closer to sculpture, like, in, in a kind of basic way. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, such a clear reality for me in this experience. And the feeling of, like, almost like a you're, like, in a, a aquarium and, like, mm-hmm. every square inch of space is, like, accounted for. Like, that was the... So, like, the... Especially the way the sound moves, like, around you mm. in 4A4A. Like, there's just this sense of, like, that the space is activated in this mm. incredible way. Like, I was... It was, like, a, you know, kind of mystical experience. Were you me. there on your own? Um, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> um... So as like payment for part of this thing, I just asked for tickets. Yeah. So which is why I'm going to see it twice. But um, I went with Daniel. There turned out to only be one ticket, but oh, they no. gave us a ticket for oh, Daniel. Good. Okay. But it was a different a seat away. Oh no. But then it turned out that there was an empty seat next to me. Oh, so God. after four a four a, Daniel sat next to me, um, <clears throat> and a- also after the first dance, Daniel was like, "I'm not sure about this." You know, Trisha Brown is dance for dancers. It it it's bo- it's bodies. It's like the most sophisticated kind of dance. So and it mm. and this is this is sort of to my point of like visually, it's it's really not set up for especially for for there's like kind of no set. There's just like color backdrop. Mm-hmm. The costumes. There's a there's like a kind of are they the kind of like um like printy shimmery shimmery yeah kind of they feel sort of Moroccan mm-hmm, or, you mm-hmm. know. so there's some kind of like cultural appropriate uh, thing going yeah, on yeah awkwardness it's more acceptable like, in that time mm, I'm not sure about this um, and so you were like just sit tight so I was like. I was, you know, I was like, I'm obsessed. And and because I also had sort of worked through these, like, coming to it from this different space of feeling like, I might not like this. And I've seen other Trisha Brown works at BAM. Also, I was sort of, at first I was like, compared to BAM, the space is so Well, the joints, yeah, it's difficult. But it was actually, I was like, this feels perfect well because then you're close enough There's to see like thing. all the articulation of yeah. these little things they're doing because they're like really there's so much focus on every little joint you know? yeah yeah there was like a sense of scale that felt really mm-hmm. we had like kind of perfect seats too mm-hmm. which is, you know like perfect height and distance so um yeah and then Asheville converted wow 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 that's wow. the one that that's was literally like everything heart. for me and I had felt that going in because, like, the music and this kind of... For me, it's like you're on the moon. I saw it at the Park Avenue Armory. 
I mean, in that really, like, in the round, the kind of... Because didn't they have it on, like, separate stages? Wasn't they it? had it, like, in a corner. <laughs> like... Oh. It was, like... There was a stage, and we sat... I, th- I feel like this is true, and it might be wrong, but I, I feel like we were... There was bleachers, like, mm-hmm. in a right angle. That, okay. And then the stage was, like, uh-huh. in the nook. But oh, I nice. also might be forgetting. But, I mean, iconic incredible Mm -hmm. it's also wow these collaborations are really like the reason why costumes in the space matter because like what are these dances without what they look like yeah i mean i also i also is also the strange thing from the video of like because the music in 44a feels kind of especially in the video feels so random Mm -hmm. like you know, Jack had been like, oh, this is how the music works. But in the video, there's, like, not sound, and then there's sound. It's kind of, you know, there's no there's no kind of phys- metaphysical or physical sense right. of, like, right, right, where right. the sound is. Um, did you... Wait, I had a question. Oh, did... The, in Astral Converted, did the, is that the one where they have those, like, silk triangles between their legs some people have like the webbed legs isn't that wonderful it's it is incredible it's it's one of those things that like you stole it i i was thinking about you and harriet and like there's something you know kind of mermaid where it's like almost wrong yeah but it it works it's super mermaid and I was, I was like thinking about other, other ways of doing it that might shift the kind of mermaidness, right? Of it. Oh but. yeah, look. Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that costume for? This was for um, a section of the Nutcracker that. We yeah, and saying. I do think adding it to like the arm is is. I mean, it becomes sort of superhero-y, like. Yeah, it's um fish fish man. I think that, like, that concept, I think Martha may have done something similar to that prior to mm-hmm. those Rauschenberg unitards, but it was more like, there are these amazing s- dresses that, like, God, I wish I could know how, they're, like, the skirt sort of wraps into the crotch, and then, like, it's, mm. like, seamed into the crotch, uh-huh. and so it's, like, a skirt in the right, back, right. but it's, like, wrapped yeah. around the legs, yeah. Anyway, it's really incredible. Rauschenberg, bro, bro, bro. I mean, the lights, those like the moving posts, and things. What you know? Whatever. I haven't seen it in Scaffold years. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Saturday. I'm seeing it again on Saturday. You know, which Saturday is, night. You know, I'm bringing so, my friend Joe. So Daniel sent me a text today. Was like, I think I'm gonna go see it again tonight. Oh wow! Like, oh, yeah. Wow. Because it really, it's really incredible. It's it's. This is the Joyce's incredible. show of the year for sure. It's so, so good. And what's good news for well. Everybody, you'll be hearing this Friday, so you may not have a lot of time, but I re-signed up for Joyce Pass. Joyce Pass? I, I like, renewed my Joyce Pass, and I got a $10 ticket. That's so great. For Saturday evening, and um, my friend Joe's coming, who's my Australian friend who's here working, and we saw something else together, so you meet Joe. Great. Yeah. Isn't that nice? so fun. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited about a show in a long time. Yeah. Oh, Mark's in it. Amanda's in it. Patrick's in it. Who else is in it? It's Cecily's in it. I don't know. Is Stuart Shug in it? Uh huh. 
It's going to be a great show. It's, a, it's, it's incredible. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, okay, what else is on the list? Um, <clears throat> I've been listening to this incredibly depressing podcast. I've actually... It's only like six episodes or something, but it's called Things Fell Apart. It's about culture wars in the U.S. Oh, God. Um... Our whole life is just culture wars. It's really, it's really intense. But there's, there's the last episode I think is about this Traverse City school system situation. Oh no! Of like, uh, basically, ugh, I don't really want to talk about this because it's so bleak. Every. But so I'm not gonna talk about it actually. But we should but, listen. Like, check it out. Oh no! You know, watch or listen to it and you know segments it is it's it's bleak, what's it called but they're incredible things stories. fall apart what's things fall apart with ron with john ronson who's is there a, a book called things person. fall apart um yeah anyways i think there's a pema yeah pema yeah book all right well this- yeah it's there's like there's a there's an episode centered on um the Fanny, what is her name? Fanny. Tammy, Tammy Faye Tammy Baker. Tammy Faye Baker. And the AIDS, oh, um, mm-hmm. uh, who's still alive. Tammy. The guy. Who? The AIDS, the guy with AIDS who goes on the show. I don't know of this. You didn't watch that that. The movie. Jessica Chastain? Yeah. I started it on a plane and fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. But I thought for the first 10 minutes, I was like, this seems good. Yeah, I I didn't think it was Academy Award winning good, but. Of course not. Um. But I, I thought these, these, it's sort of like that um, uh, we work show where I'm like I don't want to watch these oh, people, I but they are that. cast correctly. Right. I mean, I I love a scene of like a powerful woman in at a in a certain time like telling men off and like a and the way that she did in such like a kind of like friendly way was so mm-hmm. wonderful. Who's that hideous reverend? She was, she was Ugh. disagreeing with that famous one. Jerry Falwell or yeah, something. Yeah, Jerry Falwell. Wow, wow, Nightmare. Wow. Yeah. Um, wait, what were we we're, Podcast. That podcast. You went to some galleries um, just now? I just went to a bunch of galleries. Did you go see Ryan a... McNamara's show, which is right, right in this Mm-mm. same hallway as James Floria? Oh, it's in that building? Yeah, it's on oh, the same floor. It's just around the corner. It's really funny. It's Great. good. It's like he took... He, I went to see it on a Saturday when he's, like, giving tours of it, and he was like, I just sort of, like, thought of it as kind of a yard sale. Uh-huh. He's like, I just want to get rid of all this stuff. Because yeah. he has all this ephemera from these performances, so he, sure. like, took costumes and this sandwiched seems, them between pe- plexiglass. very correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did, like, all these drawings, because uh-huh. he's like, I learned to draw during the pandemic from YouTube. And then he did all these drawings of, like, like photographs from shows and like all these things and they're so funny and it's That's really fun. good keep it light I love it I mean so I, something I did there's a Rauschenberg show in Chelsea really that's it's I mean well, that would be a good actually companion, like companion trip I sort of can't believe these things have been saved I mean they're they're actually like probably almost more beautiful than most of the work right they're pretty like mono material yeah so they're kind of beautiful they're not like but i'm kind of like i can't believe these have been saved 
look. It's just kind of amazing. If, if his name's on it, Absolutely. someone's going to pay a I zillion mean, dollars for it. Well, that was sort of the moral of the my gallery experience. Yeah. But um, So maybe we don't go see that before we go see the Trisha Brown I think, show? Sure. I think they close at six, so... Oh, that's hard. You know. That's hard. But um, there's uh, Jeff Chadsey has an incredible show. This artist who, um, you know, I know this person, so... You know Jeff? I know Jeff. Is he our age? The world. You know. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Uh, So, speaking of art and stuff, go to the YouTube. Check out some new art and stuff videos. More added constantly. Okay, art and stuff on YouTube. Dance and stuff. YouTube. Go for it. Jack Shaman Gallery. I think that's what it's Okay, where's that? In Chelsea on 22nd Street. Well, I'm glad to hear there's even even still a gallery in Chelsea, you know? Yeah, it's it's strange. And then coming down through the Lower East Side, seeing these, like, rich, rich galleries... Oh, it's, it's incredible, like, like how predictable this whole trajectory is. And it's yeah. sort of like when, when they come to a neighborhood, you know the neighborhood is doomed. Over. Yeah. So, like, that was my experience growing up in Soho. You know, when I was a little kid, it be- became all galleries yeah. while I was growing up. And that just, preci- you know, that was just precipitated retail moving in. Right. And then yeah. eventually completely luxury retail. Yeah. So I don't know if that will happen on the lower in the lower east side, but like something like it will. Well, yeah, I I've never really been a fan of like the kind of Orchard Street but, low, really, what have you? Why mm-hmm. too many kids? It I mean by the time no too many like without galleries it was already a kind of like yuppie, you know. There's like a kind of Wall Streety like people no. who wanted to feel cool. I think it feels pretty cool. Bars and stuff. It feels very... Oh, but if you go to certain areas of it, it's very fashiony. It's like all of these, like, 22 Well, they're more like Chinatown vibes. Like, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's... I think the mixture has kept it, like, a. I mean, imagine how horrifying this is for the people who actually, like, you know, live here long-term, who are like, there are 20-year-old fashion models walking around the streets of Chinatown. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Anyways. Goodbye, Manhattan. Truly. It's wild. I mean, going to Chelsea, I thought, goodbye. I mean, oh. Highline. I know. It's just like these insane buildings. Yeah. But in a way, like, you go elsewhere, like San Diego, you come back. It's a tremendous relief to be here. I mean, yeah. Or else. I mean. I love the Lower East Side. It's sort of like. Yeah, I think I'm, you know, the, like, Ludlow, Houston, what have you, is, is sort of the, you know. Do you know what part I of mean, New I York worked, has, like, avoided, completely avoided, like, having to shift? What? Upper West. Oh. Yeah, because it's... it's frozen. It, it's like this kind of upper middle class... Yeah, they Bubble. just keep it the same. Yeah. They don't have any good restaurants. Never will have a good restaurant. It's fine. No, they don't care. No. And they, they just keep it that way. Yeah. And it's, it's actually true. smart. Because yeah. then, like, you don't get riffraff going up there to, like, spoil No one's it. interested. No, it's just, like, 
old classical musicians and like there's that's who lives up there. Yeah, that's nice. Therapists. Stable. Therapists. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Ideal. I know. Ben Stewart will move up there eventually. Therapists. Therapists. I mean Yeah. Working at Columbia. That's nice. I know. I rewatched I, I um I was I thought I had COVID, I took a test, but I was I didn't and I recovered. I dreamed I had COVID last night. Oh. And it, the test was so positive. It was like yeah. the bottom the bottom <laughs> line was like hot you. pink and then like for some reason like a blue line like swept across the screen. It was really weird. Mm, wow. Yeah. Wow. I had super COVID. Scary. Maybe I should put my mask on. But then I woke up and I felt like myself. Felt fine. Yeah. Well, COVID's all the rage. Is it? Yeah. I took Cunningham today. Oh, how did that feel? Mm, you know, I I realized I made a mistake by mm. the end because I had coffee at home, but I didn't eat. Yeah. Because I thought, I'll just eat after class. Uh-huh. And so I went and I took class and I I was absolutely stupid the entire time. Yeah. I couldn't retain anything. You, uh-huh. I was just looking at it. I was like looking at Carol Teitelbaum teach mm-hmm. and then she would be like, let's go. And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I literally, I don't even, I have no idea. I was just brain dead completely. You know, these classes seem nice. They're nice. What do you mean? I mean, I'm just thinking like visual art, what have you. Like there's nothing. There's not. Yeah, I mean, of course you can go, you can like, go to drawing, drawing things. But yeah. like that's not really relevant to art making in these times I know but like, it is good dancers it's, like need to to practice dance. but that's that's what going to figure drawing figure drawing is good practice well for someone like me yeah well, I guess my my art practice really is figure drawing <laughs> yeah but I also mean, look like at my walls. But you don't need to practice I do because sometimes I hate I get, I get, but you're the so, only one who cares. No, I know it's for myself, <laughs> but I get so loathsome of having to draw yet another figure. Right. And then like suddenly I can't you have to do find it. New interests. Yeah. Yeah. Because suddenly yeah. I'll just be drawn. I'll be like, this is hideous. I can't even draw a figure. Like, where is a rib cage? You know. Mm. And then if I'm in figure drawing classes, then at least I have, I'm more interested in like the dynamics of the body and angles of the body, and it's more exciting for me. Oh, it's so boring. I would, like... The only way I'd be interested is if I, like, had a person to myself. Or I could be like, do this. You do could this. do that. Well, then I'd just pay them, yeah. 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 Which, like... Figure models you know. get paid $20 an hour. So if you need three hours, you just it's truly, 60 bucks. Yeah. How much do dancers get paid? $8 an hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, not in this day and age. I think people, there's more incentive now to, you have to really pay dancers a little bit more of a living wage. I hope so. Which I think is good, because then maybe it means that just, like, less stuff gets made. I've also learned that there are other dynamics other than, like, just hourly pay. Like, oh, are we going to rehearse for an hour? Versus, oh, we could rehearse for two hours. In Asking someone to travel... Oh. Up to like an hour, oh. hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Who knows? Depends on like how little you pay them and how far away they have to live. Right. For like an hour rehearsal. It's not worth it. That's tricky because they're basically spending two, three hours traveling. Oh, for sure. So, <clears throat> I, which I never considered, you know. There's a lot to consider. 
You got to get to and from things. Yeah. And or like take a day off if you have a job because you probably have to have a job. You also have to do maintenance on your body. Yeah. You need to take class. You Mm -hmm. need to get massage. You need to get physical therapy. Yeah. You need to pay money for Advil. It's truly amazing that anything gets made. Oh, yeah. I think think Broadway's great. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh I spent the day with my friend Fran yesterday, and we went to Raku, which is this udon noodle place near my house, Mm. for a delicious lunch. And then we went to this Korean eyeglasses place in Soho that I'd never heard of called Gentle Monster. And there was a line to get in. Wow. And then we went in and were instructed to sit on this stone bench. And then after 15 minutes or so, we were allowed to stand up and wander the shop, which was extensive and had like was a gallery installation. And um, Francis bought some gorgeous sunglasses, I have to say. And then the, the third thing we did was we went to a store called Harbs on West Broadway where they have cream pies. I saw this store today. Can you believe it? I... From it was like a mirage when I first saw it because I'd heard about it. My the, our um, assistant Lauren told me about it. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't believe you that this place exists on West Broadway, and then I actually saw it and I was like, oh my god! And it's huge. Yeah, I have only yeah. I don't. I didn't see inside really. So what is oh, it? It's lovely. So it's a Japanese tea and cake place where they like specialize in like cream pies. Okay. They have something that's called the lemon yogurt cake that is phenomenal it's like eating air that tastes like lemon and yogurt is so delicious they have like strawberry and cream cakes all kinds of beautiful teas that they bring you in lovely pots i made that um chocolate olive oil cake and ate it oh i'm hungry i'm so hungry it was really a mistake jeremy i'm hungry i know me too um my it's, mouth is it's watering. dinner time. I know I'm going to drool on the table. I still have to... I have one last bike ride. You're... Who, are you on city bike? Uh-huh. It's the best. It's really... It's very convenient. Uh, are you doing it. electric ones? When I when I can. Yeah. They're more expensive. Yeah, it's fine. So. Oh, but I... Okay, so anyways, then we had cream pie, and then... It was the joke of the whole day was that I was the only white person in all of these spaces because oh, that's so nice. All Asian people and I was like, it was like we went on a little trip to South Korea or something. That's gorgeous. It was great. Yeah. Um, and very interesting. Um, observing young people, because Francis and I were seated at a kind of communal table at lunch, so uh-huh. we had. Both, we each had two people on either side of us who we didn't know. You know, this is... Where did I go? And I thought, yeah, COVID numbers make sense. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Fran and I were sitting across from each other, like you and I. Uh-huh. And then there was someone there and someone there and someone there. Yeah, we were people everywhere. And they... Um, the people who we were sitting next to never spoke to each other, even though they were there oh. uh, together. Mm-hmm. Like young women, they were just sitting across <gasps> from each other. They were just on their phones. Love on the Spectrum. United States version. I haven't started it. Read. Should I? He, yeah. I'm scared. It's, wow. This is when I called you the other day. Oh. It was in response to what had just happened. We had to stop. You had to breathe. S- really? It, wow, were you laughing? Wow, wow. Incredible. This incredible thing happens. You just have to watch it. Oh, no. It's incredible. I'm scared. No, it's it's it's, it's a good thing, but okay, yeah, okay, 
Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Love on the spectrum. So good. At it again. But when it's not Australia, I'm a little scared. But Australia is essentially America, so. No, but it's it's fine. It's was that you know. mean? Australia and America have a similar ethos of like yeah, careless fun. I think so. Carefree, not careless. Um, yeah. But we just have a lot of this. This country's a ton more fucked up. Yeah, it's but the you know the show is is structured in a way that it you know it it keeps it's really like keeping the, the all right the tone the tone I can't wait yeah did we do we get our same therapist no oh no they have someone else yeah what's her name Joy? I don't know if it's gonna and I don't it's because it's like very you know coast to coast oh, so wow. so far reaching we've only seen her. With one person, so okay. I don't know if she is a if she's gonna if it's gonna be various people. Wow! I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, um, is that it? We're eating. Yeah. I think I'm you gonna to try go to eat. go see Midsummer Night's Dream this week. What's that? New York City Ballet. New York City Ballet. It's a great. You would love it. I mean, it's beautiful to look at. I did think of um, other like sensational dance experiences mm-hmm. and Trisha Brown of like Beth Beth Gill I actually thought of Beth Gill a lot in well, these Beth Gill thought of Trisha a lot well it's an interesting it's an interesting relationship yeah yeah anyway and then but like Sleeping Beauty Ratmansky wow wow um, or and like Snow and Nutcracker wonderful um, George Balanchine and other things I just can't think of. Right things now, that are good? Yeah, things that really... Like, I, like Brand New Sidewalk for me was, like, one of those dance Incredible. experiences that was... Bartok Ballet. Bartok Ballet, yes, that was in it as yeah. well. Goldberg um, Creations. Gold, Goldberg wasn't, but it was Became. spectacular. It is spectacular. But it, it that wasn't, for me, like, one of those... Um, Revelatory moments with dance. Or just, like, kind of almost, like, spiritual... Yeah. Transcending yeah. kind of experience where you're like, oh, something else is, this is, I'm like transfixed. I had that with Mark Morris's Mozart dances. Incredible. Great. Well, also, well, I could go on. No, go on. What was the other thought? Uh, the Sunrise piece for Anna Trace de Kiersmacher, as right. well as her doing the Faza dance at MoMA. Mm-hmm. And then seeing the Faza phase, I don't know, the Reich pieces at Nyla, <laughs> incredible. And then also seeing her Brandenburg <laughs> concertos at the Armory. Uh-huh. Wow. Right. So that's a lot of Anna that Teresa. That is a lot. I transcendence know. there. Anna Teresa really nailing it. I think it's, it's, it's great to remember the great experiences I know whenever possible the first time I saw Shenway's Connect Transfer I was swept away at its Lincoln Center premiere it was extraordinary <sighs> what else that. I don't remember so many this I, I can't I'm literally you can't do it nothing is happening in my head right now many Trisha Brown things <laughs> that I've seen have swept me you know away. I I really don't have any I remember loving what I saw at BAM, but I have no rem- 
I have no memory you of it. You have no remembrance. I have no remembrance of it. Mm-hmm. Well, seeing them but, this summer at um, Cloud Hill, is that what it's called? Yeah, Wave you Hill? something. Wave I, was, Hill. I was remembering that you were talking Their about Their outdoor that. show at Wave Hill was yeah. a, a unique pleasure. Yeah. Maybe because it was a dance. Yeah. I hadn't seen it yeah. in a while. But it was wonderful. It was a wonderful show. Yeah. Um, gosh, I won't go on, but there's so many things. So many wonderful dances. We love dance. It's great. Love. Live. There's a section of Justin Peck's Hurry Up, We're Dreaming, which is a piece he made at San Francisco Ballet, with Sarah Van Patten, who just retired from the company. Cried. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Absolutely beautiful. Same goes for that duet in the middle of Rodeo that he made for Sarah. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Anyways, (sighs) beautiful things. Beautiful things. I love I mean, things. You want to be done? Well, we, we love you. Thanks 53 minutes. for listening. That's enough for this I week. thought that was terrific, and it was so nice to be in your presence. All these things to Yeah, talk where about should we next record week? next week? Hopefully at your house. No idea. I'm taking it one day at a time. These yeah, days. and then dinner. Dinner. Ugh, eating. I'm eating pizza tonight. I love pizza. Me too. All right. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Bye.